With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape. What's up and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here alongside Tess, Greg, and Ryan. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm fantastic. It's my first show back in a few weeks, so I'm ready to bring back the sass. I know you guys miss me so much. Like, yes, so welcome much. back, Tess. <laughs> Greg, how you doing? Oh, you know, trying not to drink too much. I have to edit this when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan is new. He's joining us for the first time. Ryan, how you doing in uh, Ohio? I'm with oh, Greg. No. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm outside Detroit. Let's not get too crazy here. I'm not sure <laughs> Detroit, but I'm also with Greg here and trying not to drink too much tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, we'll talk about the trade deadline. I just want to say congratulations to number 13, Pavel Datsuk, for getting a gold medal at the 2018 Olympics. Sweet. Leg humping's over. Next. <laughs> Greg, I just want the real headlines today. Greg, I just want you to shout out our sponsor. Yeah, so we are sponsored, uh, as everyone probably knows by now, by Howie's Hockey Tape. So Howie's provides you with all your hockey equipment for the locker room. They provide equipment to the Red Wings, as well as several other NHL, AHL, OHL teams. Anything you need for the locker room, Howie's has. Drop by their website, Howie's.com, and use promo code WINGEDO. Uh, on any of your purchases, and you will receive 10% off your order. Support them because we do. Yeah, so today what we're going to talk about, and hopefully this hits the Twitterverse by midnight. So we're going to talk a little bit about the trades around the league. I'm going to do kind of the top ones that happen, the big ones today. And then we're going to dive into the Detroit Red Wings and why I think we're unanimous on on what happened today, probably. So... Uh, we'll start with the thing that kind of kicked things off this morning. Ian Cole went from the Columbus or went from actually got to the Columbus Blue Jackets from the Ottawa Senators. Columbus gave Ottawa Nick Moutry and a 2020 third round pick. I have no idea who that kid is. And the pick seems low, uh, which kind of set the tone for today. The other big ones, uh, Ryan Hartman uh, from the Chicago Blackhawks to the Nashville Predators. And this was a big one. This was a 2018 first-round pick forward Victor Edsel and a 2018 fourth-round pick for Ryan Hartman and a 2018 fifth-round pick. This was the one that we kind of thought kicked off the forward market and set the bar really high because Ryan Hartman, he's good, but he was not like the the heart of the Blackhawks organization. He got a first-round pick. So, we, yeah, if anyone has anything to say on any of these, just chime in and I'll stop talking. But following that, the St. Louis Blues sent Paul Stastny to the Winnipeg Jets for a 2018 first-round pick. Forward Eric Foley in a conditional 2024th. I don't remember what the conditions were. Stastny has been pretty good, so he probably deserved a first, but probably not also the stuff that went with it. 
I've seen that Foley kid skate. Uh, he plays at Providence College, which is pretty close to me. That kid's mm-hmm. really, really, really good. So uh, St. Louis got a good player in him. And I think uh, Statsny will do really well in uh, Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. The Vegas Golden Knights then sent forward Brendan Lepsick uh, to Vancouver for defenseman Philip Holm. Brendan Lepsick was actually also doing pretty well this year. And I'm surprised they made that move because it's not it's not a really big trade and for me really didn't have any value to it. There wasn't really anything behind it. No. Uh, I guess it, one... I guess at the end of the day though, that just freed up room for Tatar, no? Yeah, I I, I guess. I, I it opened up a spot. Yeah, that's, that's what, what we're I looking mean. at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's so later on in the day. And this was the blockbuster that everyone's like, okay, everything's coming now. The Buffalo Sabres sent forward Evander Kane to the San Jose Sharks for a conditional 2019 first-round pick, a conditional 2020 fourth-round pick, and forward Danny O'Regan. Uh, the Buffalo fans Boston are very... Okay, but the Buffalo Sabres fans are pissed. They said this was terrible. They've never heard of Danny O'Regan. The picks aren't even for this draft coming up and they they wanted nothing to do with this trade though Vander Kane as everyone knows apparently has attitude problems and whatever but that was a big trade that was the big one that started everything Vanek went to the Columbus Blue Jackets from Vancouver for for uh waived forward UC Okunin and Tyler Mott Tyler Mott kind of blows so I think that was a great move by freaking Yarmo and Columbus. Oh yeah, uh, Columbus you got away made, with robbery on that one. Exactly, Columbus made some really good trades uh, today. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of Jokin in, in a trade for a guy after like waving him uh, a week after, yeah, not even that was, yeah, hat tip. Yep. So then uh, the infamous Detroit trade came through. Forward Thomas Tatar to the Vegas Golden Knights, which is great because now I can get a Tatar Golden Knights jersey. Four, Vegas' 2018 first-round pick, their 2019 second-round pick, and their 2021 third-round pick. Those have zero conditions to them, and we held zero salary. So the Tatar's $5.3 million for three more years is off the books, and we got picks, 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 picks. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. Steve Eiserman apparently blackmailed the New York Rangers some way and sent forward Vladislav Nemestikov, the 2018 first-round pick, conditional 2019 second-round pick, Brent Howden and Libor Hajek for defenseman Ryan McDonough and forward J.T. Miller, which made the Tampa Bay Collective orgasm all at once. <laughs> The roads in Tampa are slippery tonight. Oh my god! Other than that, some some stuff I did. I that was the point where I kind of got pissed off and turned off my coverage. (laughs) The the Edmonton Oilers, rightly so. Yeah, the Edmonton Oilers sent Patrick Maroon to the New Jersey Devils for garbage. Ottawa sent Calgary Nick Shore for a seventh round pick. And Joe Morrow went for a fourth round pick to Winnipeg. And my favorite player name wise, uh, Greg McKegg went to the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes for Josh Joris. Greg McKegg 
sounds like the ultimate dude bro at like college. He's a dude doing the keg stands. They just <laughs> pretty literally. They just, just chant keg, 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 keg whenever he's doing the keg stands. <laughs> I feel like you really want to change your name to that, Greg. I feel like you want to be Greg with that McKay. family. Sounds no, like the type right. that wears cut-off jean shorts. Yeah, he wears, <laughs> he wears jorts and he cuts sleeves off of t-shirts and wears American flag bandanas. Yeah, God. sounds about right. Yeah, American flag <laughs> bathing suits as shorts. Yep. <laughs> Those are the traits today. Nothing super striking really besides the cane and uh, McDonough deals. And tonight's focus really is going to be what the Red Wings did, or I should say what the Red Wings didn't do. They traded Tomas Tatar, which is great. Uh, It's a contract getting off the books. You got pretty quality Mm -hmm. picks for it. That Vegas first round pick is going to be rather low. I believe Vegas is probably, if not making it far, like real deep is going to make it to the Stanley Cup finals. But what didn't happen was Ken Holland did not trade Mike Green. Ken Holland did not dump anything else. He said he had extensive talks with clubs about players, but was never going to make more than one or two moves. Those are, that is something he said. I was never going to make four moves. I was only going to make one or two moves. So I think we're going to start. Let's start with Ryan. We'll let Ryan kick this off in his inaugural podcast. Ryan, what is your overall impression of the Red Wings trade deadline? <sighs> to put it at the start of it all, I was pissed. That's I think that's the simplest way to put it. After that, the more I thought about it, the more I thought what they had available, who they really could make a move with. Tatar getting three picks, Green not going because of the possible injury, I get that. I still think it was weak that he couldn't get him convinced to more than what was it, Tampa Bay, and there's one other, I think, Montreal. Who was the other tam- the team that he said he would be willing to go to? Um, from uh, it was Washington. Washington, Washington and Tampa. Bay. And Tampa. But then it came out that he would have basically waived to have gone to any contending team. Yeah, the fact that that came out, I mean, yeah, they're saying that the neck thing was possible to reoccur and blah, 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 but pull the trigger that one bothered me i think the most out of all of them with green willing to do it he already said he would not doing that getting to tar is great but then you guys you still have the log jam yeah they've gotten rid of Mrazek. there's four four million to tar next couple of years five and a half so you're nine million there green falls off at the end of the season so you got some space but you still have guys banging on the door wanting to come up that aren't getting that time and then you just start being happy with mediocrity that's what frustrates yeah. me the most but here's the thing uh green's more than likely not gonna fall off at the end of the season because holland today talked about resigning him <sighs> i am perfectly fine with that if you are buying out jonathan erickson you got nick Cronwall retiring and you maybe trade danny de kaiser for some freaking draft picks at the draft that's about the only way i'd be okay with it all right tess what do you think about today's trade deadline our well, voice of reason, apparently. Yeah, because you guys are all fucking crazy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I did do like a short little blurb for an article that we posted tomorrow on the uh, Winged O account, and we had to give grades. I gave this team a solid 80, and I say that because we actually did something rather than nothing. 
I know everyone has their pants up in a bunch about green sting. You all can calm your shit. It's fine. Because we got rid of Tatar, which we wanted to get rid of last summer. Remember we went to arbitration? We're like, pack your shit. You're a greedy asshole. Leave. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? He left, and we got the repicks. And I'm fine with it. Like, we did something. I kind of wish we got rid of DeKaiser. Like, I was, we had all, like, these rumblings of, like, Glenn Denning, DeKaiser, along with Green and Tatar wanting to go. And I'm like, okay, like, take some of them. Like, take them. But no one was taking them. So I don't know why no one wanted DeKaiser because, like, DeKaiser, he's been hot lately. Take him. Take everything. Like, just, I don't want him anymore. Um, the green thing, I was only happy because my sassy child adores him. And when I picked up from school today and I was like, remember what I told you was going to happen today? She goes, yeah, the deadline. Where did Mike Green go? And I'm like, where do you think? She goes, Tampa? Is he Golden Knight? Like, she thought he was going to be a Golden Knight. She wanted him to be a Golden Knight because she's a knight on her hockey team. Anyways, I'm like, what if I told you that he's staying here? And she got super excited, which made me happy. So in that retrospect, I'm happy he's staying. I don't know if I'm a fan of him resigning again, just because of all this cat mumbo jumbo we got to deal with. But how Ryan suggested, if we can find a way to get Erickson in the river and leave no trace of it, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Find a way to bribe Cromwell to retirement and trade to Kaiser. I am totally fine with Green staying. But overall, I think this deadline or this trade and I was like mediocre like we could have done more but we didn't but we didn't do nothing so I mean I feel no matter what we do us as a fan base we are never happy because we are spoiled brats (laughs) we are like Veruca Salt and we want everything right now we don't have patience so I just advise that we just be patient just kind of ride this season out and see what the summer does because maybe Ken Holland will surprise us and get rid of everybody minus the minus the babies I'm fine. Get rid of or maybe himself. Leave Larkin, AA, Amantha. That retire. Can he go to Florida? Where the old people go to Tampa? Trade with Stevie. Mm. That's what I like. Yeah. Go be his master yeah, splinter. Just... <laughs> the one Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, what are your thoughts? Um, initially, I was pissed. Of course um, you were. I've calmed down. I've calmed down since then a little bit because. As you told me, and as I'd seen, um, they did do the Tatar thing. So, I mean, I'm pretty happy about that. I did like Tatar um, as a person, but I want more successful or, or a more successful team. So, and that'll help us, you know, in the future. Um, so, I try not to get too attached to these players. Um, with that being said, you know, Tatar going to Vegas, you know, good for him. We got three draft picks for him. That's a great thing. We now have 11 picks in this coming 2018 NHL draft, which is the most in the National Hockey League. So, I mean, um, whether you believe Ken Holland will um, be drafting or that'll be Chris Draper or somebody else doing that, um, you know, that's up to you to believe what you're going to believe. I'm a little pissed that they didn't trade Mike Green. Initially, I was really pissed, and then I kind of rolled back a little bit because there could have been an injury that was real, which we all thought wasn't real, and, you know, maybe it, it, it you know, turns out that it is something with his neck. What I say is why couldn't you get rid of him for a fucking fourth-round pick or a fifth-round pick? That's my beef with it. But if you think you're going to re-sign him, and you think Erickson or Cronwall is going to be gone, or maybe both of them, or, you know, you possibly think you'd be able to trade a guy like the Kaiser, then I'm okay with it because I do like Mike Green as a player. I do think that he likes it here. 
And if he's open to an extension and it's going to be something that, you know, makes sense for both sides, I'm not going to sit here and tell you we're giving him three million for three more years. I'm not into that. I'm saying maybe three million for one year or three million for two years. And then maybe at this point next year, uh, you know, you can you can come up, approach him again and say, hey, look, we're not going anywhere. Where do you want to go? And then you move him at that point, because I think that's what makes sense the most, you know, it because you didn't get rid of him now and you're going to lose him for nothing if he ends up signing somewhere else. So you might as well re-sign him at this point. And it better not be a stupid average annual value and it better not be a stupid amount of years. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I, I agree. So if you can somehow convince Cronwall to quit, because that's what you have to do. You have to convince him to quit because he does not want to. If you can, if you can, be smart and buy out Erickson because I think we only have one more year of Stephen Weiss. I think yeah, one. Oh, no, that's not accurate. We have more yeah. than one year. Oh, is it two? That. We have three more years. Twenty twenty-one. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. We have Question. three more years of Stephen Weiss. Does anyone know mm-hmm. about the whole Franzen deal? How long we still have him on the books? Because I'm Franzen. ready to get rid of him. Like Franzen. Franzen's the same year. He's yeah, good. it's he, he hits official unrestricted uh, 2021. Jesus yep. Christ. So it, the thing is, is Mike Green. So Cronwall's got one more year left at 4.75 million. But you have to you have to take into account that that 3.954 that um, is, you know, being given to Johan Franzen is not on the salary yeah. cap. Yeah, so that's but being I'm, relieved. I'm, just, I'm not worried so about know. money. I'm worried about room on the roster Mm -hmm. so if you can buy out jonathan erickson and you would only have to buy at next year next season you'd only have to buy out that season in 1920 because he's up in 2021 if you could buy him out if you can trade away ulette and i barry witkowski in the minors then you open up three spots if you want to give mike green one of those spots fine but i'm not giving him that spot at anywhere near six million dollars and i'm not giving him that spot for three years i'll give him that spot for a year maybe two and i'll give him that spot at 2.5 to three million dollars but i don't think he's gonna do that Mm -hmm. if it's going if mike green getting a spot is going to block the progress of someone like dennis chalowski or is going to block the progress like someone like philip chronic or joe hicketts that's a problem because you say you're all for rebuilding and you say you're all for giving the kids a shot when they're ready. Well, I think Philip Peronic has more than shown that he's ready. I think he's second or third among defensemen in scoring in the AHL right now, which is insane. Uh, Chalowski hasn't played at an AHL level, but they seem real high on him and they seem really eager to bring him up real quick. And Joe Hicketts in the like two games that he played looked great. And the kids has shown everything he can do at an AHL level. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take one of those spots and maybe Chalowski's not ready, that's fine. Then sign green for a year. But if you're going to try to do any more than that, you need to leave spaces open for the kids. And that's where Ken Holland's killing me. Like Ken Holland. And that's why we got to find a way to get Erickson in the river. Come on. Yeah. I think they can up. buy him out. <laughs> if they buy him out, it's only going to be for two years, which is, which is fine. Especially if the cap goes up by 5 million or so, like they think it's going to. I'll take 1.4 million of Erickson buyout cap and his. Fourth. Yep. Yep. I'll take the 1.4 million of Erickson buyout. That's absolutely fine. But you've got to sign Dylan Larkin. You've got to sign Anthony Mantha. You've got to let David Booth walk. 
Mm-hmm. You've got to yeah. sign Bertuzzi, and then you got to figure out what you're going to do with Ferk, because all those kids are on real good deals right now, and none of them are are, are staying that way. So, nope. my thought is with the trade deadline, what you got for Tatar, great. You did nothing else. You told the media afterwards that you were going to do nothing else, which is probably the dumbest thing you could have ever done. And then T uh, and then TSN praised you for doing nothing which it, to me is insane. Like, the media loves Ken Holland. I cannot figure out why. It must be Canadian media because American media rips on the rubbings every chance they get. Mm-hmm. Well, Canadians outside of Detroit media might, but Detroit media loves the Red Wings and loves Ken Holland and will not ask any well, questions like they should be asking. No, the diggers, that's why I'm blocked by Khan on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <And that's> <laughs> Everyone's blocked by him on Twitter. And they- and they block everyone. Helene St. James blocks people. Khan blocks mm-hmm. people because we're like, well, wasn't this move stupid? And they don't respond to you. They just block you. Yep. They have to be PC because they can't have any negativity. They don't have to because be they think they'll get their press credentials taken away. Oh, that's, that's, a, bunch of, that's a bunch of bullshit. Because yeah, it if, is. Greg Krupa out there nonstop doing stuff like that, and he is perfectly fine. If you do that in a market like Boston or New York or Toronto or Montreal and you start blocking people, you're going to lose your credential for blocking people. Not for yeah. not asking the tough questions. For blocking people, you're going to lose your credentials. You idiot. You should see some of the shit that George Malik says on Twitter. Has he had his press credentials revoked? Oh, no. He's been going no. today. Yeah, he goes to all the games. He covers everything. And like... He doesn't have his credentials revoked, but they're all sitting on Ken Holland's lap like it's fucking Santa Christmas time. I don't know what's <laughs> happening with this city. It's insane. Spoiled. It's already it's, said, stated today. The loyalty thing, like Tyler and I were talking, it's I, I, everyone gives Holland like crap, the whole loyalty thing. But think about who is above him. It's the Illiches that have the loyalty to him. It's. All other management needs to go. As much as I love what the Illiches have done for this team, but it's just loyalty is just, it's too deep, and they're just afraid to, like, part ways. But that's what has to happen. We need a whole new a whole new era, new faces, and just some more common sense, because I think common sense has left the building mm-hmm. a long well, time ago. Tigers are uh, a perfect example of the loyalty. Let's they talk about they it, okay. They outside the organization, and boom, they kept somebody within that could stay as the GM. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. The Tigers make me sad. <laughs> I I just want to say one more thing about today and about you know the long term you know damage that they're doing to their fan base right now. I'll tell you what, if Ken Holland is still the G- general manager on July one or even before then at the draft, there's going to be major issues. There's going to be people that give up their season tickets. You think it's empty now? Oh, you ain't yeah. seen nothing until then. Because if Pitchfork. Jeff Blashill and Ken Holland are back next year, oh, that's all I have to say. It's, it's going to get ugly saying, in Detroit. No, well, here. Here's what I'm sick of. That comment has been made the last five years, before Babcock even left. When they before Lishkin left. When we, before when we wouldn't used to make shit deals. Instead of getting draft picks like we got this year, we would get those old farts, and we'd be like, what the hell are you thinking? They want that experience and veteran leadership. And we would bitch that we didn't get draft picks. And now we have the picks, and we're still bitching. That's what I'm sick about. We can never be happy. Ken Holland, no, no. I, will, yeah, I want him to leave. Super, but super happy that we have the draft picks. he's not going to. Super happy with the draft picks. I need someone competent to draft people. Yeah, I agree. I give you that. I need yes. a competent 
team to draft, I need someone that's not going to get up to the microphone and be like, we select Michael Rasmussen and everyone's like, who the hell is Michael Rasmussen Mm -hmm. or get up and go, we select Dennis Chalowski. And everyone's like, are you you sure? I mean, we'll let you change your mind. Like it's it's not like it's, it is and isn't rocket science in, but when you're drafting in the top 10, the top 10 is basically predetermined a month before the draft even happens. The top Mm -hmm. 10, even the top 15, why why so, go yeah we're gonna look at that and then reach for someone well now I have a question. because Would he's Ken Holland. Draper calling the shots no yeah. i want yeah. someone from outside the organization nope. outside. Outside. who's even anybody outside to come in i want the leafs assistant gm because eiserman's got another year in tampa if they don't win it all this year he, I mean, he's definitely not going anywhere plus i think he That's gets resigned anyways He's got one more year. Next year, Dubas was almost gone. I think he almost went last, I think it was, uh, out of Toronto. Bring him in. There's plenty of coaches out there. I'd say Dubas and freaking Dan Biles. Bring them both in. Brand new to the face. Yeah, I was a, like, me and Tyler talked about it before. Dan Bilesma or uh, Daryl Sutter. Bring one in. of them in. I'm not into Dan Bilesma. I've seen what happened in Buffalo. No thanks. I think the best guy for the job, the GM job, It'd either be Draper. Um, we talked about Fedorov possibly as well, but I mean, there's yep. some uh, relationships that would need to be repaired if that was going to be the case. And then the other name that's interesting is that Fenton guy. He's the assistant GM in Nashville. Um, I think his contract is up in a few years. I think that is a guy that you could probably make a trade, a draft pick for, and end up getting him as your GM, you know, if they decide to go that route. Mm. Yeah. I think it's coach needs to go. Our, I don't think our assistant coaches are really doing anything. Our power play has improved a little bit, but man, it's just execution. coach needs to go. It's, yeah. It's, the personnel, it's just awful. Yep. Everyone, so clean, hashtag clean pack bench. your shit. <laughs> yep. Give you the old Mike Commodore. Clean the Can bench. Can I ask you guys something though? How is it that if you look at their schedule and you look at the games that they've played, they lose a lot of one-goal games. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that lead you to believe that if they had one or two solid defensemen and like a 20, 25, 30 goal scorer, they'd be right in all these games? Or oh, absolutely. These games? It would absolutely yeah. change everything. They have enough there on the offensive side of things to make something happen. Yeah. But they don't have the back end to drive it. The games that they've looked oh. at, like Nashville, what is it, a week and a half ago? How fantastic do they look coming out the back end because they're actually connected passes and not forcing stuff. Mm-hmm. If they had a steady D-line, this would be a bubble team still, maybe one or two pieces short, but they just don't have it. You need someone like like Vili Sariarvi who can pass the puck out of the zone. Mm-hmm. You need someone like Joe Hicketts who can pass the puck out of the zone. You need Philip Peronic who can pass the puck out of the zone. You don't need Erickson. Erickson fell three times the other night <laughs> he's going in to get the puck guy guard his guy and he falls down i go well erickson fell down goal in three two one and then it's erickson falls down who else is slow xavier roulette is oh, roulette. so slow Cronwall. Looks like he's running with freaking sandbags they yeah Cronwall has like Tatar knew he was leaving, which is fucking hilarious because he put a walker in Cronwall's <laughs> locker. 
<laughs> I see that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Fantastic. <laughs> Which is like a sign, Croner. You should leave. You should leave with him. To be like, fair, leave. Cronwall probably took it home and used it. Like it's, <laughs> it's to the yeah, point where the yeah. dude, if you can barely walk, then you shouldn't be skating. Mm-hmm. Like and he mean, has a family. Barely. Like doesn't he want to be like a hands-on, interactive like husband and father? Like it's not you worth think... it. He has his cup. He has a gold medal. Hang him up. Go watch mm-hmm. from the seats. Go watch from a suite. Like, and as much as I like Zetterberg, I think it's time for him to hang up the skates too. Like, we just need that whole new wave. I'm ready yeah, for I, the whole the transition. Like, I'm so sick of the team. Like the term rebuild. We've been hearing it literally like this entire like decade. What What I want to do is I want to give Zetterberg his last year with Larkin. Yep. And yep. then start bringing the other kids in. Like we said, get rid of Erickson. Get rid of Cronwall bring in a couple people but keep zetterberg there to mentor larkin for one more year and then mm-hmm. let larkin take over after that it'll it'll yes. literally everyone responds to him it will be his team oh, and then absolutely. from there from there we build out things. you just keep dropping people and that's gonna i think gonna happen with the wings and that's why i think three years will probably be back in a playoff picture depending on how we draft yeah and free agency so i don't i don't want holland to do this draft i really don't want holland to do this draft but i said it it makes or breaks what happens over the next four to five years Um, if you know they might be back in two or three years if they have a really good draft here even if they have a so-so draft and they hit on like three or four of the players and like you know two are impact and one is a fringe guy they're probably right back where they need to be because then possibly you hit on the guys that you already have in Grand Rapids, like Svechnikov or Sari Arvi or, um, you know, Philip Hironik or fucking Dennis Chalowski. Like, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, but if they have a bad draft here, I mean, you have 11 picks. If you yeah. can't hit on two or three, yeah, you're in big trouble. You might be it's, in Edmonton territory by the time um, you're good again. Don't talk like that. We don't need to speak like that. <laughs> this is the maker. This is the maker break. Speaking of Edmonton, I, I started a thing like there was, I was watching Trade Center today, and they're talking and they're like showing Mc, clips of McDavid. And they're like, no one's fooled anymore. Everyone knows what Edmonton is now. They're like, we knew what Edmonton was for years. <laughs> They've always been awful. Like, just McDavid is not going to fix their team. Like, Patrick Maroon's your all-star forward. Yeah, right. You can't it's, have one guy dry carry Seidel, a team. No, like, Dreisaitl and uh, McDavid are that entire team. And, like, who else have they got? Name name five people on Edmonton. I, I can't do that for you. It, exactly. Isn't Milan Lucic still there? I got yeah, Lucic. Yeah, Mike, Mike Camilleri. <laughs> Jesse Pugliarvi. Okay, is so Pugliarvi I'm, actually I'm playing though? Yeah, he is actually. Okay. I think that's all the time we have for our for our uh, impromptu podcast today on our wrap up of the trade deadline. We're gonna do final thoughts, and again, we will start with Ryan. Final thoughts, and then shout out your Twitter handle at the end, please. Yeah. So I'm not totally upset. I'm upset, but I shouldn't have expected as much as I probably did for today. I think where they're at, they've got good way to move forward. It just depends on how who's going to be in charge of that way moving forward. That's going to be huge, especially come the draft, and we'll see. We we'll just have to go from there. 
Uh, Twitter handle is at rdryan33. Tess, what do you got? Final thoughts. Um, final thoughts. Well, I think you boys all behaved really well. I didn't have to yell at you guys too much, so good job, boys. I'm a proud, proud mama here today. Um, with the draft, I'm bummed that Tatar left because, like Tyler said, great character guy, but like he was streaky. So pack your shit and leave. Go do better things. Give us the picks. Um, Mike Green, I'm cool if we can resign him for a reason without money and then try again next February when we don't have Carlson's name being dangled in front of us like a carrot and then nothing happens. I think that really screwed us over with the names Carlson and McDonough being out. Green just got, you know, he was last pick for the dodgeball game. So we could try it again. Um, I'm really nervous to see if Ken Holland will still be our GM. Like, I don't want him to, but I feel like he's still going to be here. So mentally prepare. Um, my Twitter handle is at TMDudleyXO, and that's all I got. Yeah, my uh, my final thoughts, and then I'll let Tyler take us out. It, it's, it's same old Red Wings without being same old Red Wings. They do enough to say we did something without kind of super impacting the team. The impact's going to come at the trade deadline. Hopefully this summer, Kenny can come through on his promises of being able to move some players, but a lot of the high picks are already gone, so he's going to have to be moving them for prospects. Am I mad? I'd say I'm more disappointed than anything. Everyone thought more than this was going to happen, and it didn't. So depending on how this draft pans out, great. I'm super happy he didn't pick up garbage roster players like Eric Cole and Merrick Zidlicki, but <laughs> it's I it could have been much worse. But the package he got for Tatar was good, and I think the I think the Knights played a night. My uh, Twitter handle is at bringing the wing, and Tyler is going to close us out. Yeah, my last thoughts are, you know, Ken Holland did uh, probably the best he could besides the Mike Green trade um, or the lack of Mike Green trade that was there. I think the uh, the main theme of this uh, trade deadline was um, there was four or five teams that were rebuilding and only one of them really put their nuts on the table and said, hey, look, this is what we're doing. They stuck to their guns. They said what they were going to do. They sent a letter to their entire fan base saying, look, we're rebuilding. Some of the players that you come to know and love probably aren't going to be there. So hopefully you stick with us through the bad times. The New York Rangers did what the Detroit Red Wings should do, although the Red Wings don't have the players uh, of the caliber of the New York Rangers. So I give the Rangers a lot of credit. They did a lot of stuff today. They traded McDonough. They traded JT Miller. They traded Grabner, ex-player. Um, and I think they did a really good job. It's going to take a while, but they'll be back. I think the Red Wings will be back as well. It's just going to take a while. Ken Holland, hopefully you're not here anymore. Um, Erickson, Cronwall, pack your shit because you guys are next. That's really all I have. You can follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Datsuk. I think it's pretty funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God bless you can, Tyler. You can follow the Winged Octopus on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also like us on Facebook for Tyler, Greg, Ryan. Ryan, also welcome to the show. Hopefully you'll be back. Yeah, appreciate um, you bringing everybody. me on. No problem, man. Everybody stay classy, Hockey Town. Have a good night. That's a wrap on this episode of Winged Octopus. 
make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town. Just a small town.